0: financial planning services offered through jim Solnier and associates llc a registered investment advisor
1: this is the retirement and ira show coming to you from beautiful northern colorado Join us as certified financial planner Jim Saulnier, as well as Colorado State University finance instructor and certified financial planner Chris Stein, teach you about IRAs, 401 case, annuities, social security, pension plans, and estate planning in a fun and enjoyable show. Whether you are listening live in Colorado or streaming from their website or iTunes podcast, Jim and Chris want you to know that they're available to help you plan for your retirement. Just visit their website at jimhelps.com. That's Jim, S.com, And click the Meet the Team button on the homepage. Now, here's Jim and Chris with today's show.
2: Well, Happy New Year and welcome to the Retirement and IRA Show EDU edition. In fact, the uh, first EDU show of 2024. Here as we record this. Not sure in what order you're listening. Sometimes people are listening to an archive, (laughs) but, uh, if you're keeping up on us real time, this is the first one being released in the first days of 2024. So, uh, today's show is a little bit of a mystery in that, uh, I know Jim's got an article that, uh, he wanted to bring to everyone's attention as a, um, you know, retirement planning topic, if you will, but he hasn't given me the details on that ahead of time In in true retirement and IRA show fashion, um, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants, if you will, and uh, see what's what. So when Jim joins us here, he'll be able to uh, clue us in as to the topic of the day, but I just know it is based on an article. Uh, he's an avid reader of articles, so he's bringing an article to all of our attention. So
3: uh, here we go. All righty, thanks for that intro, Chris. And we we spoke today at length during our office meeting, but I haven't seen you. Uh, did you have a good New Year's?
2: Uh yeah, it was pretty nice actually. We spent time up uh, at our camper um, up in the hills. Up in the hills. Um, brought some uh, couple space heaters and uh, just to re- to reduce the the uh, propane usage. Uh, I was kind of chilly up there but it was pretty nice actually pretty sunny and everything we just uh it's the first time we've had it up there over the new year and and uh just thought we'd give it a try so we had just a quiet time up there my wife and i I,
3: her daughter for those who don't know chris uh has land next to where i used to live in fact you can see my old house from your land Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna guess i haven't been up there in years it's been way too hot and dry there's probably no snow up there huh
2: uh just a little bit in the shady areas so just a little bit left there's a little drift here and there kind of a thing
3: okay a little bit okay a little bit all right well we've had a very very dry uh fall folks so far so colorado is not it's not boding well for yours truly come gardening season that i'm gonna have a nice gardening year this year it looks like a hot dry it's been above normal temperatures and very very dry um anyways I digress. We are short on time. And I knew that going into this uh, was short on time, mostly because of Chris and I were just wicked busy today. So it's not what I wanted to talk about today. And what I wanted to talk about is going to require a couple of shows. I won't even get into what it is. We'll we'll dive deeper next year, uh, next year, <laughs> next week. Uh, so for today, it's going to be kind of a light-hearted article, Chris, that I'm going to review with us. I've been holding this article for a couple of months, actually. I read it in October on uh, CBS.com. And it just rubbed me the wrong way for many reasons. And the title is what caught my attention. I do most of my reading uh, in the morning when I first wake up. And this came in across Apple News. So when I open up my iPad, Apple News will give me headlines that, uh, it thinks I'm going to enjoy reading. I don't know how it figures it out, but it knows more about me than I know about me. And the, the, the headline was, Three Great Insurance Policies Seniors Should Know About. And this popped across my Apple News feed. I think if you were me, Chris, you probably would have clicked the story like that too, seeing as we do the same thing.
2: Yeah, we deal with a lot of seniors and uh, we Like to know about the things that the seniors (laughs) should know about.
3: Yeah. Now you you know nothing about this article because Uh, I literally just drove home, had to rush into this this room, turn on my computer, and start recording with you. Yep. So just off the top of your head, and everyone play around with this. If you saw an article, three great insurance policies seniors should know about. Just name three great insurance policies in your mind. Because I did the same thing, and then I read the article, and I was thinking, huh, it's not necessarily the three I would have chosen, or I would have said four at least. What three insurance, just name three insurance policies that you think seniors should know about off the top of your head, Chris. Oh, you
2: want me to? Well, I I undermined your question, because as you
3: Yeah,
2: but as you read the Title of it? I Googled it,
3: ah, and, see, and now, I pulled see, up the article.
2: So well, now I know. You're not
3: supposed to. No. <laughs> okay. Be, be honest. Okay. When you read it, did you feel they were missing a very important insurance policy?
2: Um, looking at you know the bullet points, I've got the three here. Do you want me to say them, or do you want me to save it for a big you, reveal? You,
3: you can say them. I don't okay, care. Yeah. So we'll they, they
2: listed long-term care insurance, uh, Medicare supplemental insurance, and life insurance which are all, I would say those are three things most seniors already know about. So they're not like secret policies seniors should know. So the first thing I would say is this isn't like probably that earth shattering, but that's it. That's all they list. I was thinking that they were going to list some more, I don't know, uh, marginal, you know, as far as people knowing about them, not marginal in quality, but, but marginal as far as general knowledge base and so we talk all the time about longevity insurance. We call it that. And that's really what a lifetime income stream annuity is all about. They don't, they make no mention of that. Um, and, and they just talk about Medicare supplemental plans. They don't, there are those other Medicare related insurance that is maybe more or less well-known depending on if you've looked into it or not. So I figured they might've gone into something along those details. But uh, yeah, this is, this is a very short article and you're right. It's uh, um, ad based pretty much, but.
3: uh... Okay. You kind of covered what I was thinking to me. Life insurance is not an essential policy that seniors should know about. Life insurance is needed for dying too long. Excuse me. Dying too soon. Not living too long
2: or for making specific end of life plans. Sometimes there are certain plans where life insurance is uh, valuable, um, even though I wouldn't call them dying too early, even dying at a reasonable age, you know, fill in the blank as to what you believe that age might be. But there are certain cases, a far fewer cases, I think, than the insurance industry would like to portray. Insurance industry likes to say, you know, oh, life insurance is useful all the time for everybody almost. I mean, they they kind of exaggerate its importance as you age. Um, But there are some times where life insurance uh, can can play a part when it isn't dying too early.
3: Well, to me, and maybe I take things a little too literally, Mm -hmm. A couple of things rubbed me the wrong way with the article. And again, it was, I don't feel life insurance is a very important insurance for quote-unquote seniors right. because it's not the right time to buy it True. as a senior. Now, many do for estate planning purposes, but they should have been planning for that earlier than their quote-unquote senior years in a perfect world. yeah. To me, the fact that they totally blew off Single premium immediate annuities, not annuities in general, but a single premium immediate annuity, which is an insurance policy. Every annuity is an insurance policy, just like long term care, Medigap and life. Those are all insurance policies, but that would protect seniors from living too long. Life insurance is generally designed to protect you from dying too soon. Right. That's why you, I never owned life insurance in my life. It's the same reason I no longer own boat insurance. I don't own boat insurance anymore because I sold my boat. But when I had my boat, I had life insurance. Well, I don't insurance. have like boat insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should, I should have life insurance too, the way I drove <laughs> that damn boat. But I don't have life insurance, folks, because I never had someone who would have suffered an economic loss if I passed away. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have children. I still don't. So you generally buy life insurance if someone is going to suffer an economic or financial hardship at your passing. And if you were to pass away, you want a lump sum of money to pay out. Now, that may be important to some seniors that they want some life insurance, but you shouldn't decide that in your 60s or 70s. It would be a wonderful thing to try to decide well into your 40s or 50s if you're going to want that because you may no longer be insurable if you get into your 60s and 70s. But I just think the article, if 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 they had to leave it to three, if the editor said to this reporter, and this reporter, I don't know if I should read his name or not, but it's on CBS.com, a gentleman named Matt Richardson wrote it. I'm sure he meant well. I don't know if his editor said, "Look, you got to limit it to three. We don't have that much room." Then, to me, they should have replaced life insurance with. Um, single premium immediate annuity. The opposite. Most seniors will suffer an economic or financial hardship if they live too long, not if they die too soon. So I just felt the article um, didn't cover the three that I would have chosen, or he could have put it four and put single premium immediate annuity in there. The other thing that rubbed me the wrong way, unless you truly looked close, and I didn't pick it up the first time, but when I read the article and I saw all the links to click here for a a free estimate, click here for more information on this type of insurance, click here for more information on that insurance, and I clicked, it took me not to further information, it took me to websites trying to sell me that insurance and to me they needed to do a better deal disclosing i I honestly think this is an advertisement i want to just come out and call it they do say at the top of the article we may receive commissions from some links to products on this page promotions are subject to availability and retailer terms And under every type of insurance that they claim and seniors should know about and are important, there just happens to be a link of a sponsoring firm looking to sell the reader that type of insurance. So did they not include a single premium median annuity because they couldn't find an annuity sales service quick enough that wanted to sponsor an ad? Did this Matt guy truly choose these three insurance types because he felt they were in the best interest of seniors? Or was it what just padded CBS's pocket with the biggest clickbait, you know, commissions, or whatever they call it, when you click on the link in the article? And the mere fact that a storied news agency like CBS.com would stoop to such levels of selling an advertisement masquerading as an independent, well-researched, best interest financial article, I find it appalling, abhorrent, however you want to put it. And no, this isn't flair. This is truly how I believe. If you all listen to me, you know this is the way I am. And I just think this is disgusting. And I'll just call it right out there. And how many seniors read this and thought, oh, wow, CBS is really making uh, you know this, this great point. Let me click here for more information, only to be sold something. So those two things rubbed me the wrong way. But it also makes me wonder, independently, are the three types of insurance that they highlight in there because the reporter, and I don't know his background. I don't know if he has a finance major in college. Was he just a journalism major? Did he just happen to get a job at CBS? And they said, hey, we got to sell some advertisements. They're going to do a whole series of articles masquerading, um, a whole series of advertisements masquerading as articles. Let's do one on finance, find some insurance hacks who, who want to sponsor it. Literally, was that what they did? And Matt Richardson knows nothing about seniors or retirement planning. He was just out trying to fill ad space. That's what probably rubs me the wrong way and why I saved this article specifically for a day that we don't have that much time. I just want to warn everybody listening, you all aren't going to fall victim to this. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a Vanguard VG. You're a Engineer-style personality. You're really into investing. You probably have your money at a low-cost provider, not necessarily Vanguard, but I just always use Vanguard. Um, The the, the VG is the Vanguard engineer. You have an engineer mindset. You're not going to be snookered into this. You're going to read right through it. But your family, your friends, your colleagues who aren't like you, They're the ones who are going to fall victim to this. One of the overriding themes I think you're going to hear coming from me over the course of the next year, at least probably longer, is to get you guys to know something. You are on the vanguard. And I don't mean vanguard in the sense of that Malvern, Pennsylvania firm. You're in the front. You're in the vanguard of trying to help people. I am sure friends of yours, family of yours, colleagues of yours go to you guys for advice because they know you're wicked into this stuff. You're into investing. You're into understanding all the nuances of of not only retirement and investing, but finance in general. And I'm sure people are going to you for advice. So one of the things you can warn them on is to be careful that many articles, yes, I know, God forbid, the internet might be full of sales hucksters and fraud and deception. Tell me it isn't so, Chris. I wish I could. (laughs) Be in the forefront, the vanguard, of setting your friends and family straight. That just because an article appears on a national, well-storied company's website, doesn't mean it isn't a sales gimmick masquerading because that's what this article is. And if anybody on CBS wants to come on and debate me on this, that this truly was a deep, meaningful article, you only do about two paragraphs per insurance policy and the rest of it is links. If you truly feel this did anyone any justice besides pad your advertisement dollars, come on on and let's debate it. Set me straight. But it's not the way I see it. And I want to encourage people. I'm going to mention this several times. We're going to do a whole series. That's what I wanted to lead the year with on fees. Fees people pay for financial planning and investment management and how, quote unquote, fee only advisors are just as conflicted as commission based brokers. And to read through the hype And understand what you're paying in dollars. Get your friends, family, colleagues to understand 1%, 8 tenths of a percent, 1 and a quarter percent. Whatever they're paying in AUM fee, uncapped AUM fee, get them to learn how to figure it out in dollars because it's a scam. To just tell people eight tenths of a percent, one percent, one and a quarter percent, or, or even worse, Chris, the tier fee structure, not a capped tier fee structure, but just a tier fee structure. where well, your first fifty thousand dollars, I'm going to charge two percent. And then from fifty one fifty thousand and one dollar up to two hundred fifty thousand, I'm going to charge one and a quarter percent. And then I'm going to charge one percent for this and eight tenths for this. You can't even figure out what in the hell your fee is. Because at each tier, you're paying a different dollar amount. It gets incredibly confusing for people to understand what they pay in fees. So I wanted to lead with fees, and I'm not. I'm going to lead with this article where I'm just ramping or ranting on this tirade that it's it's nothing more than a money-making gimmick. It's not an article. And you guys got to set the record straight. And then when Chris and I start talking about fees, maybe next week or the week after, I want you guys to pay attention, not sit there and say, oh, I I manage it myself. This is a waste. I'm not going to listen. No, listen, because I want to teach you what to talk to everyone who's going to be asking you what to do. You've got to help them understand this uncapped. AUM fee structure is as much a conflict of interest as a broker's commission. But they've marketed it as such as it sounds pure as the driven snow. And it's not. And you have to get them to understand that. And get them to understand in dollars what they're paying. And That's what I want to spend a couple of shows on. All right. So let's get into, since you have this article, Chris, let's look under long-term care insurance. They have a brief little discussion of long-term care insurance. And I just, I I do feel it's important, absolutely long-term care. And they begin, it's the very first one that they list. They say long-term care insurance can be a great resource for those older adults who need extra help, either at home or at a nursing home or assisted living. Medicare and traditional health insurance policies typically won't cover the cost of this sort of care, leaving many stuck with substantial out-of-pocket costs. And that—that that, that is correct. I mean, you know, and I know, Chris. They got to go much deeper into that. My goodness, because um, Medicare will cover some. Uh, up to 100 days in some instances, up to just a couple of days in other instances. And depending if you came directly from a hospital or not, and and if it's going to to, um, be a condition that goes away or not. But they don't cover much. That I will concede. So long-term care insurance is very important. It's not health insurance. Medicare is health insurance. And they don't consider growing old to truly be health care, in the traditional sense in which we think of it. If you can't maintain two of six activities of daily living, then you are considered to be eligible for long-term care insurance, assuming you have a policy, and that policy would then pay out. But health insurance doesn't pay you anything if you all of a sudden lose your continence and also have difficulty dressing in the morning. Well, those are two of six activities of daily living that long-term care insurance would pay out and compensate you for hiring people to help you uh, clean yourself because you lost the continence and dress in the morning. But traditional health insurance doesn't consider that to be a health-related issue. They're more for the the um, what we consider traditional health needs, uh, a stroke like I had, or, or cancer, or um, name some more, Chris. I'm, I'm yeah, in a loss here. Could have what the it does? The
2: disease, infections, things like that. Thank
3: you. Yeah, that's what it does. So, long-term care insurance, I would look at it almost as a supplement to Medicare. Because the second insurance policy that they talk about is Medicare supplement insurance. And they talk a little bit about that. Again, not much. It's only two paragraphs per little thing. And and the second paragraph is really the the links for you to click to go buy one. But it does talk about on Medicare supplemental insurance. Medicare supplemental insurance does exactly what its name applies. It supplements the Medicare policy you may already have. Why didn't they begin that with long-term care insurance? Because it supplements Medicare. Medicare will pay if you got cancer that puts you in the hospital. But if that cancer also caused you to lose the ability to do two of six or more, two or more activities of daily living, Medicare isn't going to pay for your care. But a long-term care policy would supplement, if you will, Medicare and pay for that. So one way to look at long-term care policy is the same way you look at a Medicare supplement. Everybody knows, or you should know, Medicare was never created to cover 100% of your health care needs. It's a 60, t- excuse me, it's a 80-20 plan, according to the government. But if you actually look at the exclusions and the copays and the deductibles and what they cover and don't cover, I once read an article, I wish I had it, but the author of the article argued Medicare is more of a 60-40 plan. If you actually look at what you pay out of pocket, it was never designed to pay everything. So supplemental policies were created and they are controlled by Medicare. Um, So Medicare does control the supplemental market, limits the type of advertising they can do. In my opinion, they don't limit it enough, especially on on Medicare Advantage plans and those godforsaken ads that are everywhere getting you to, to go on Medicare Advantage. But nonetheless, I digress. The author was correct. Now, his assumption that it's a 60-40 plan, I don't know. I didn't crunch those numbers. I'd leave that to you, Vanguard VG engineers, to sit there, write an Excel spreadsheet, and crunch the guy's numbers. But I do feel you are responsible for more than 20%. Medicare pawns itself off of being 80-20. It's probably more than 20. I don't know if it is is quite 40. But the point is... Medicare was never designed or intended to provide protection and help from growing old. They provide protection and help from sickness and disease, and aging is not considered a disease. It could be a cause or a mitigating factor of many diseases, but they haven't diagnosed it as a disease. It's just growing old. So why not look at long-term care as a supplement to Medicare? I think this article could have gone a lot deeper into that and did a lot more good to get people to understand. This is just another form of supplemental insurance. Do you want protection? Medicare is going to cover a little bit of long-term care expenses in very narrow situations. Maybe they should have listed what little they cover and in what narrow situations and then explain if you want to protect yourself from more than this, you need a supplement to Medicare called long-term care insurance. Okay, Chris, you opine on both of these.
2: Yeah, and I think the uh, uh, Medicare supplemental, they only talk about supplemental. They don't overtly mention Uh, Medicare Advantage, which is a form of kind of a combined supplemental, um, combined set of plans that supplement Medicare, I guess would be the way to describe it. And I think it's, it would, you know, fair for people to consider both. There are certainly um, benefits and limitations, a balancing act, if you will, with your choices, but there are cost differences. There's even, you know, multiple different uh, supplemental plans themselves. There's Um, That that are more or less comprehensive and it's quite confusing. I think it's uh, uh, a better link from this article in my opinion that would have been helpful to people would have been a link out to an independent source of guidance on what type of supplemental plans are appropriate. What is out there? What's available in your area? What are the pros and cons of each? What are the average costs of these things? How do you qualify for them? Those types of things I think would be would wouldn't would kind of arm the readers of an article like this with beneficial information to make better decisions for themselves. Here they just linked out directly to, you know, what you know, the link says, what does it cost and learn more about the, the options and you link to it and go straight to somebody who's going to try to sell you what they think is the best or probably from their end, honestly, the most lucrative for them to sell to you. Uh, supplemental plan. And I think uh, more agnostic advice here, which is frustratingly difficult for seniors to access. There's, There's far more advertising and educational dollars spent from the sales arm of the Medicare system than there is from the purely beneficial educational arm of the Medicare establishment. I think there should be a lot more dollars and efforts put towards truly objective information and advice for people to help arm themselves. That would help everyone far more, I think, than relying on the people selling it to do all the education because they're, you know, they're biased, obviously. That's just how, you know, the, the nature of things.
3: I am mean, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because we recently received an email. Actually I received the email quite a long time ago and I didn't reach out to the person to answer it. I believe for all you Rock Retirement Club members, I think he was a a rocker. But I did end up getting back a hold of him to give him some answers. And it was on Medicare. And I think I cc'd it to you, Chris. I can't remember. So I, I don't have the email in front of me, but I have the brain that wrote the email. And I'm glad you mentioned this, Chris. So let's delve a little deeper into where Chris was going with this. And you vanguards, not vanguards as investing. Band guys, you're the forefront you can get the word out far better than this silly little podcast can here's some information for you to share with your friends your family your colleagues as they're asking you what do i do about medicare what did you do about medicare how do i get this advice first thing don't send them to an insurance agent yet they have to go see one medicare again is an 80 20 plan according to the government 60-40, according to some article I once read in the past, I think it's somewhere between 80-20 and sixty forty. You need insurance. I am not disputing that. You can only get insurance from an insurance agent. I'm not disputing that. But it should not be the first step they do. It should be the last step they do. So all of you who are getting close to Medicare, even on Medicare, or all of you who are being asked for advice, here's what I told the gentleman who wrote to me and where to get advice. First thing I suggested, MedicareRights.org. That's exactly what it sounds like, MedicareRights.org. It is a legitimate charity. It is well regarded well-respected. They do not sell insurance. They're not owned by an insurance agent trying to pawn it off as a front to then click through to get to his agency. It is not owned by an insurance company. They don't sell insurance. They want nothing to do with insurance. But they have volunteers who dedicate themselves to learning about Medicare and for financial advisors out there. MedicareRights.org has an extensive educational program that advisors can go through and earn significant CFP credits and learn a lot about Medicare in the process. So check that out as well. And for all you guys who aren't CFPs but love geeking out on this, take the courses if you'd like. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. All the money they collect goes to the nonprofit to do what? Man phone lines and emails and help people understand Medicare, how it works, what are the rules. They're not going to help you pick a Medigap policy, but they will help you understand Medicare and any questions. And it's medicarerights.org. So that would be one of the first places I would go to. And then you can go to your own state ship, S A. IP and Chris, I can never remember what SHIP stands yeah, for. Can you Google it? Um, it came about under Obamacare, otherwise known as the Affordable Care Act. And under the Affordable Care Act, every county in every state has a SHIP program. Right. And SHIP will have people who have been trained on Medicare to answer Medicare questions for people in that county. And every state manages it differently. Sometimes they're they're available all the time. Others, they once a week, twice a week. Some have office hours. But you can get a hold of a ship person and kind of do the same thing that MedicareRights.org does. But it's funded by taxpayers. And again, they're not going to help you choose a policy. What's right for me? Should I have Medicare Advantage? Should I have a Medigap? If Medigap, what kind? If Medicare Advantage, what kind should I have if I'm going to live in here but winter over there? All these types of questions that need to be analyzed, they're not going to help you delve into the policies and evaluate as i've already acknowledged you will need an insurance agent but you don't want to go to them not having your your ducks in a row so the ship program could also be a great place for you or your friends family and colleagues to get info. And what does SHIP stand for? Did you find it?
2: Yeah, it stands for State Health Insurance Assistance Program. So they're dropping the A for assistance and just leaving the S-H-I-P for SHIP. And the website to go to, the landing page that'll then allow you to click on, you know, head to your state-specific SHIP program is just shiphelp.org. That's SHIP, S-H-I-P is in Paul, help.org. Uh, and from there, you can... Uh, uh, access there, you know, they have kind of nationalized advice and information on there, but then the very obvious ship locator, they call it, find your local ship here. You click on that and then you click on your state and that'll take you to your state program. Um, give you the phone number and you know, they almost all would have websites at this point and that's, uh, that's where to go. And that's, that, that's a good one. I've heard from a number of people that, uh, they've gotten good information there.
3: Yeah, and I've chatted with Larimer Counties. We live in Larimer County, Colorado, folks. I chatted in in the past. I haven't chatted to him in a while, Um, but I have met and chatted with the Larimer County ship guy, and they they're wicked into Medicare, folks. They they just love talking about it, and it's free. Well, it's not free. You pay for it with your taxes, but it's available to people. CBS and this this reporter, what was his name again? Matt Richardson would have done their readers a hell of a lot better service talking about this than linking to a website that wants to sell you insurance. It just pisses me off if you can't tell. All right, the third one, and I have never worked with this company, but I've been following them for years. I will freely say our firm, when we progress forward with a lot of exciting things Chris and I will be doing with this firm, We'll be using, most likely, we'll be using this company to assist our clients. But most of you listening to us, in fact, 99.9% of you probably aren't even our clients. Y'all can do this on your own. Go to 65, the number 65, 65 Incorporated, spell out the whole word, Incorporated. 65incorporated.com. I'm 99% sure, Chris, that is the website. Can you just make sure? Yes.
2: Yeah, Sixty-five. It's, it's 60, in- 65-incorporated, although if you just do 65-incorporated all run together, it gets there too. But technically, the website is 65-incorporated.com.
3: Okay. This was started by two women. I would assume they have many more employees now than just the two of them. To do what I have been wanting for years, for a flat fee, give you Medicare advice. Not the advice that SHIP and Medicare rights are going to give you. The advice that they're not going to give you. They are going to interview you. They're going to get a feel for you. And if you have a spouse who's also going on Medicare for her or him as well. They're going to ask you the important questions about your health, where you live, where you might be moving to. Do you travel internationally? Do you travel within the United States? Do you spend time in other states and other counties? They are actually going to drill down to the state you live in, to the county you live in, and help you decide, based on your needs, what exact Medicare policy you should consider purchasing and from what insurance company. So you will have they don't sell insurance. They have nothing to do with insurance and they don't want anything to do with insurance. They want to give people the advice they need. So you don't go into a Medicare agent's office at 65, and you're going to start getting those godforsaken letters and postcards at 64, but you don't walk in and hope some person who's going to earn a commission is really going to tell you the best option for you and not try to sell a commission. Now, many Medicare agents will do that, what I just described, will try to put you in the best but not all of them. Some will sell the commission. It's just human nature. The problem is you don't know which one is really doing what is truly in your best interest or trying to sell the commission. Even though they're gonna tell you, Oh, I'm not selling the commission. I'm really doing what's in your best interest. Even though they're gonna tell you that, are they really being truthful? sixty five incorporated, and it's not cheap. I think it's five, six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, it's 6,
2: ninety nine for an individual. Or ten ninety nine for a couple. So if you're not both needing specific Medicare guidance, you can do it individually, or but they do give you a bit of a discount if you do it as a as a couple.
3: So, so even though I would put it. that in category as not cheap, no. it's probably well affordable by most people listening to this. And to have that peace of mind and these conversations with them from what I've researched can go an hour or more. It's not like they fly through this. Hey, fill in this and click this box and click that box. You talk with them and they will drill down and tell you, we feel you should get this policy from this company. We feel it should be a Medicare advantage or we feel it shouldn't be advantage. And here's why, because of this, this, and this, and then you can continue to work with them if you want every year to review your options. I believe it's a cheaper price for that. Where during open enrollment, they'll help you decide if you should expand, if you should change, if you should do things. But folks, you can finally get advice and not have to deal with a damn agent trying to sell you something. Then once Medica, excuse me, 65 Incorporated gives you the information you need... You can then waltz into an insurance agent's office down the street and tell him or her, hey, do you represent this company? If they say no, say, thank you very much. I don't need you. Out the door you go. Find an agent that represents the company that they told you you should consider. Sit that agent's ass down and say, okay, here's what I've been told. Here's the research I've done. This is the policy I want. Then you can listen to the agent. Maybe the agent points out something that 65 Incorporated did it. Get back a hold of them. Just say, hey, um, I kind of went in. I found out this. What do you all think? See what they have to say. But at least it puts someone on your side who's not looking to sell you something and promising to do what's, quote, unquote, in your best interest. I'm so fed up with that term. It's nothing but a marketing gimmick now. You truly are working with someone who has no skin in the game. You paid them a fee and a damn good fee. And they are going to do the research for you and they have the knowledge of Medicare and the policies. So I didn't expect to get into this today, but I think this was a perfect fit. Those are three options as you people, as the vanguard. You are out front, not Chris and I, you are you're the ones who are being constantly peppered and asked these questions. Now you have a little bit to share on Medicare. And I know we got to wrap up. So the takeaway from today, be very careful of articles you read. There's They're advertisements that are now masquerading as articles, and I feel that, that is abhorrent, even from top name brand websites like cbs.com. Watch out for it. Warn your listeners. If articles have incessant links to places to sell you the stuff that they're trying to talk about, just just be careful of that, mm-hmm. and and recognize you're in the forefront. You guys can start spreading the words, and that Chris and I are sharing the information we're giving you. Get it out there. Start getting people to pay attention. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Chris? No,
2: I kind of spun off in a. a, a interesting direction from the original article, but I think it was worthwhile. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to wrap up today and this will, um, we'll, we'll revisit this and, and talk about some of the things maybe we didn't get to in a future show. So I uh, don't want to feel, have people feel shortchanged uh, today. Yeah. We we'll,
3: should have talked more and, yeah. and I got carried away on this yeah. Medicare part when you brought up, oh, you know, it's do good your stuff. research. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I did want to talk more about single premium immediate annuities and why I feel they were a much more important, uh, insurance policy and then life insurance yeah, so sure. we will circle back and revisit this yeah. maybe next week maybe i'll continue on not as passionate as i am right now folks and and, and disgusted with cbs but more calm like i normally am <laughs> okay. and uh maybe we'll we'll do that and then get into the feed discussion but you made a good point chris i kind of let in with my tirade of no spears and then I didn't even mentioned spears um on this but anyways we're short on time so we do have to wrap up i apologize. But uh, we will more than make up for you on a future show that runs an hour and a half to two hours.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And I uh, hope your new year's starting off right. And we'll be back with you next week with a brand new show.
1: You have listened to Jim on the radio, read his quotes in the media, and enjoyed his banter on iTunes. But even now you may wonder what sets Jim Salnier and Associates apart from other financial planning companies. The answer is quite simple. Jim's diverse team of professionals specializes in retirement planning. They form a lifelong relationship with you and measure their success not through product sales, but through the security and prosperity you may achieve in your retirement. Jim's entire team shares his unwavering commitment to placing their clients' best interests first while offering their services at fair prices with full disclosures. The professionals at Jim Saulnier and Associates are available to assist you with your retirement planning needs. Visit JimHelps.com to schedule your complimentary coffee and a second opinion meeting. That's Jim, H E L P S, dot com. Or call 970 530 0556.
0: This is offered through Jim Solnier and Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor.